When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn, Midweek Movie Music Edition of Ball Don't Lie, and the movie that is a feature of Midweek Movie Music is um, Blues Brothers. And I gotta give it to Harge, man. Harge figured it out on the very first song selection, which there you know, I, I don't know how. Because it was actually Tammy Wynette staying by your man. Yep. And for how, how, how from that he got to Blues Brothers is just a miracle. So I'll give props where props is due. Uh, midweek movie music edition of All Don't Lie. Uh, thanks to my man Patrick doing a great job. The Idealionaire. You can always be a part of the show. Uh, Specs Tech Science, the best place to do it. 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Uh, I'm at Rod Bayris in the Twitterverse. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. And my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis to reach the real MVP of the show. We talked Texas basketball earlier in the 3 o'clock. We'll get back to that conversation in the top of the 5 o'clock in case you missed it. Uh, but gentlemen, let's get to some NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Uh, they released the MVP finalist uh, today, and um, the five finalists that have been listed by uh, the Associated Press are Jalen Hurts, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Justin Jefferson. Is Give this some love? Is this the Heisman Trophy presentation, or is it the MVP? because remember this is normally going to a quarterback over the last couple years it's been Aaron Rodgers Uh, he's won multiple MVPs Patrick Mahomes has been in the mix for the MVP we've talked about Josh Allen I don't know how Josh Allen is still in the MVP conversation when you go back and you look at his statistical output Um, Justin Jefferson I'm impressed mm-hmm. by this. I mean, we talked about him early in the year and what he was able to do. He was on the verge of breaking yep. Randy Randy Moss's single season receiving record with the numbers that he was putting up. Uh, this is a nice list, and of course, Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. You know, it is they are what they are. Yeah, uh, I mean, those guys obviously are, are ex- have been exceptional this year. Uh, but if I have to pick a player, and, and I mean, you can do it based on your own criteria. I don't know. Everybody's got a different, I think, criteria for what they think MVP is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, different things like missing games like Jalen Hurts did. I'm sure that's going to hurt his candidacy with some folks. Um, you know, hell, even Justin Jefferson being a wide receiver, I'm sure, and not being a quarterback, like you said, which is ridiculous for some people. That may hurt his candidacy right now. If I have to choose MVP of the regular season, because that's the, it's a regular season award, I think it's I think Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with Patrick Mahomes winning the award. Uh, I, w- I was more on the Jalen Hurts train early in the year. I was too, and I you know I love me some Jalen Hurts. Man. Right, and you know we talked about it. If they're gonna hurt him because of the injury, so be it. But then you also need to take into consideration that when he was out, the team didn't look good. So right. what is the true meaning of the MVP? Going back to what's the criteria? If you take them off the team, what does the team do? I think Jalen Hurts has proved that. Patrick Mahomes, he hadn't missed any games, so you wouldn't know what he was or what he isn't. But while he is on the field, he's lighting it up. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, the over 5,200 passing yards and 41 passing touchdowns that led the NFL. Boom. Um, he, and I love that, and this is not part of it, but we don't know what the criteria exactly is. Everybody's got their own definition of MVP that he did it without Tyreek Hill. Yep. That was part of the big oh, question was that he was he going to rise to the occasion without Tyreek Hill? And you saw Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL with or without Tyreek Hill. He is, but I mean, I will put it this way. I think Jalen Hurts, we've known Patrick Mahomes, and, and I think it's like one of those things, and you see in the NBA where a guy is just going to be dominant year after year after year, and at a certain point it's like, well, what do you have to do to ups, to beat him? I think Jalen Hurts did everything to get in there and get a, tie, and get a trophy – I know it would have been great if he could have finished out those last few weeks, just rolled into the playoffs where it wasn't even a question if they were the one seed. But he was so dominant in this year. And when you talk about making people have to change up defenses, that's what Patrick Mahomes did four or five years ago. And now teams are learning how to do it, and and we'll see the Bengals seem to know how to do it better than anybody else. But I think with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, teams are having to figure out how to do it. Jalen Hurts was doing well enough – that we saw Justin Fields get better because they're like, well, if they're doing it over there, he had an impact that made another team, another quarterback better by him being good. I, I just think he's had a amazing season. And again, Patrick Mahomes, if he wins it, there's no de- there's no debate that you could say he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. But I think I, if it was me, I'd be giving it to Jalen Hurts. I, my vote would be for Jalen Hurts because of the impact he had where nobody thought he was going to be this guy, and I think he's getting more slack because people don't want to admit that they were wrong than giving him credit for proving everybody wrong. The, and that you know what? That's a very good point. Uh, I'm not in that group because I was high on the draft yeah. pick. Uh, for, mm-hmm. I praised it from the jump. I thought it was a really good pick, and everybody thought it was a bad pick. So you could be right about that, that he's getting maybe he's getting deducted points because he started at such a deficit and now that people don't really consider him of that that class of player but he is he just it just happened so fast yeah. <laughs> that nobody really expected it and he's almost not and, and to Hardy's point also you know he he gets deducted uh some points in my opinion from the fact that he didn't make it through the entire 17 game season but also because his team underperformed without him, and they still ended up with the number one seed, does show you what a difference maker he is in terms of being most, literally, most valuable player right. on his team. Yeah. So if you he did give, sh- you give Jalen Hurts, I got, honestly, I would not disagree with that at all. And he did show up week 18 and get the number one seed, and clinch the number one seed. Yeah. Like, he did actually come back week 18 before he probably should have played at not 100% and clinched the number one seed. And a decisive win against the Giants. I'm not, yeah. So I, I like, I think if he missed all those games, it's even a little bit more swayed. But the fact that he came back and got the number one seed and said, "Look, if we had the number one seed, we may we would have rested. If we would have won the week before and I didn't get hurt, I, we would have rested me those last two weeks anyway." 
Yeah. Maybe that wins him an MVP, like Hart said, though. Yep. We did get a chance to see yep. that team with Gardner Minshew. Uh, and Gardner Minshew's not a bad quarterback at all. Right. But they weren't the same team. Uh, they didn't have that same swagger they had when Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback. I do think it's a two-quarterback race, essentially. I don't think Josh Allen's in it. I don't, even, I don't even know if Josh Allen should have been a finalist. I get it. But I think, getting back to Patrick's point, that's more about preseason, yep. offseason momentum. Yeah. And that he had all credibility he'd already built up. His first five, Not, six games yeah. of the season, he looked like he was going to be the MVP. Like, he had a he had a really strong start of the season. And then I think people just didn't watch Buffalo games as much. Uh, which, <laughs> which is why this texture says, Rod, stop trying to condemn Bijan to Buffalo, a.k.a. hell frozen over. <laughs> I'm not trying to condemn them. They're just saying they, they need a Bijan. Everybody needs to put a little Bijan on it. You know what I mean? Put no a little Bijan on it. It will help hey, things. And I'll throw in another one for Jalen Hurts. He played in the toughest division in football this year. Hey, now. Versus a division we thought was going to be the toughest division in football this year. Yeah. Where the AFC West turned out to not be great. I mean, they had three teams in the divisional round, the NFC East did. Yeah, that's a good that, point. That's, so, I mean, if you want to say this guy won at the against top competitors in a tough division, it's another part of it. And I will mention too, I love that Justin Jefferson got is on this list. Yep, because because man, does that make the Vikings upset? Like we have to pay him so much money. <laughs> exactly, we pay him so much. Yep, yeah, he well, made it to the table. He ain't gonna get as much as Joe Burrow's gonna get. And oh no, Joe Burrow doesn't get a fully guaranteed contract. I, I just don't know what human being after Deshaun Watson is going to be able to get it. Uh, and Joe Burrow, I don't know who his agent is, but it, like I said, David Mulligan is the only one that's been able to really get a truly guaranteed uh, deal like that for Deshaun Watson in the midst of a scandal. Uh, Joe Burrow, if anybody deserves it, it would be him. But he's got a cheap billionaire owner. The cheapest. And that's one always a problem. One of the cheapest. Yep. Uh, that that could be a problem. But man, Joe Burrow's a savior in that town. Oh man. And he's from he's from Ohio. He's already the winningest quarterback in the history a playoff quarterback in the history of the franchise. Let me tell you Nobody's how one more playoff games in the history of the franchise than Joe Burrow. Let me tell you how consistent Joe Burrow is this year. Regular season stats. He was uh he completed four hundred and fourteen passes on six hundred and sixty attempts. He has a 68.3% completion rate, right? Yep. He threw for 35 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. His long was 60 mm-hmm. yards. His rating was 100.8. The postseason, he's 46 of 68. His completion percentage is 67.6. He has 6.6 yards per uh, 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 passing attempt, I mean average. Three touchdowns, and his, his rating is, is 100.8. It's unbelievable. His career, his average is 100.4. This <laughs> is rating. So when you and his completion percentage is 68.2. You talk about consistency, my friend. He brings it every single year. And it doesn't matter who's blocking and for it do, him. And and most of them bad are missing O-line, blocks. <laughs> bad of, O-line, three yeah. o, three starters missing on the O-line. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Joe Burrow just gets it done. I'm, I mean, I, yeah, I'm such a Joe Burrow fan at this point. If somebody wants to just randomly give to Joe Burrow, I probably wouldn't complain about that. But he gets his, uh, he gets a lot of his street cred in the postseason for sure, and the, at the end of the season, at which the I love season. about Joe Burrow when it matters most. Yeah. Um, but I'll go with Patrick Mahomes. But I, I, I agree with you guys. If Jalen Hurts um, wins it, I would have no disagreement with that man. He's, he's, he's had a phenomenal season, um, and I think he deserves it.
Yep. Um, uh, I think I think both he, both he and Patrick Mahomes are deserving of it, yep. or the most deserving most of it. Deserving. I should say yeah. uh, those other guys probably uh, should be in the conversation. But I'm glad they gave Justin Jefferson a little bit of love. Uh, all right, let's get to some other NFL uh, news, notes, and nuggets because um, I want to get to that Bills GM taking a sh- that kind of taking a <laughs> shot at the Bengals. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, but the rumor mill, gentlemen, about the uh, the quarterbacks in the NFL is already starting to heat up. Hey, it. how about this? Eric Eric Rain's got Blues Brothers too. I mean, yeah, he said Blues Brothers to me at around three thirty. He reigns. So was that uh, that was your first song, right? Yeah, three thirty. Yep. Yeah. Oh now. yeah. Oh, so it's. Okay, I really guys. thought that curveball was going to get it. Yeah, just uh. just randomly. I, I I literally just looked at my text because I was going to look at <laughs> um the the ones that we've sent to each other, and I saw that from E Rain. So shout out E Rain's got yep. it too. So a few people they they were on to you. Put Patrick. some respect to my name. A dog. few people. Uh, my man Harge, back to back weeks, man. Back yep. back to back like the Astros. There it is. That's uh, what I first, do. First one tainted like the Astros. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, but let's get. They to call the, me Astro Mike. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the uh, the quarterback carousel and some of the rumors that are out there. So, um, how about this one? The first one's about Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and we might just start and end with Aaron Rodgers. So, first of all, Peter King is reporting that the Jets are actually one of the teams that may be willing to give up the most draft capital for an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, And Adam Schefter is reporting that they won't trade Aaron. If they trade Aaron Rodgers, all right, it's all about if, buts, kids, if they trade Aaron Rodgers, they won't trade him to any team in the NFC. Um, And I guess – Peter King is saying the Jets would be most interested to, uh, in terms of going all in and giving up the most draft capital. A King's ransom, they would do it uh, for, for Aaron Rodgers. Remember, he's, he's fully guaranteed $58 million in 2023, uh, but there is an option on it. He basically has an option bonus um, to make that an option bonus. His 59.5 annual salary for that year um, can be most of it, $58 million of it, can be optioned into a bonus. So if you exercise that option, the cap number is reduced to $31 million mm-hmm. against the cap uh, as opposed to 50, uh, whatever it is, $40, 50000000 million against the cap. Um, you have to do that by September 30th, I believe. So I mean, he's got a no-trade clause. He's got all the leverage. Um, so, you know, Aaron Rodgers, if he wants to be traded to a certain team, um, he'll be able to have final say on it. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe the Jets are possibly one of those teams he'd be thinking about being traded to. I, if, I, if I'm a team and Aaron Rodgers is out there and it's a possibility, and talking about a team that's going all in that Aaron Rodgers could put over the top. Now, granted, we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Aaron Rodgers who won the MVP of, a couple of years ago. We don't know if he's the same guy. Yeah. He fell off a cliff this year. You go look at That's average fair. average net yards per attempt. Um, he had he, he averaged eight uh, average net yards per attempt. That's the best in the NFL in twenty twenty one. That number dropped to five point nine in twenty twenty two. That was twentieth best in the NFL. He just didn't look like the same player. Uh, the consistency, obviously, of him being a great player. But maybe he just wasn't into it, and maybe he just wasn't focused or invested. We know that also can be Aaron Rodgers because he's a bit of a diva. Not a bit of a diva. He is I was a diva. I say a bit. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he is a diva. Yeah. Um, but his age a little wor- worries me a little bit. He's, he's approaching 40, correct? Yep. Is he around, I think he's 38 years old. 38 maybe approaching 40? Yep. 
let's be honest, because we got recency bias because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady's distorted our view of of forty year old quarterbacks. Um, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Brett Favre—the only three quarterbacks I can remember being great in their forties. Any other quarterbacks great in their forties? In the modern era? In the modern era, not that I know of. How old was Kurt Warner in the Cardinals? Mm, he retired at thirty-eight, so okay. he probably thirty-five that would be the, yeah. or something okay. like that. Maybe thirty-six. He just looked older. Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> he definitely yeah, he looked older. He was worn out. Yeah, the truth is, they, they once, once they get to forty, most of them, yeah. and I know they're aging better because of technology, and they take care better care of themselves, and uh, whatever uh, Aaron Rodgers is doing, the ayahuasca and everything else. Um, but the truth is, there have only been three great quarterbacks in their 40s in NFL history. Pretty Aaron Rodgers just turned 39 in December. Yep. Yeah, there's only three of them. Brady, Favre, and, and Brees. And they were all really, really durable. They were freakishly durable. Mm. Uh, is Aaron Rodgers freakishly durable like those guys? The truth is, Father Time is undefeated just because Tom Brady has made a deal with the devil and Drew Brees and Brett Favre did it doesn't mean everybody else is going to do it. Side well, note, Brett Favre was 39 when he went to the Jets. That's what I'm saying. So, and he had a 9-7 and seven season. Yeah, but then after that. And then he went to Minnesota and had some good years. Yeah, just so stating, in his just 40s. stating, if the Jets won him, they have traded for a 39-year-old oh, yeah. Packers before. quarterback before. Okay. <laughs> they went 9-7 and seven and missed the playoffs. Okay. And then he fake retired again the next year. Great point. So you're talking about just history. history. Yes. You know what? That just says that the Jets are willing to do it. They're willing. They are definitely willing. And and I would think this. I would think this. If I'm if I'm looking and I'm the Jets, I would definitely look into it because the quarterback play was what really hurt them this year. They had a decent decent defense. You talked about Sauce Gardner and Mosley. They had a good enough defense to win games. Zach Wilson was a mess. They even had they even had Mike White come in and play big time for them. So if you can go, you got he's got weapons because Garrett Wilson is a monster mm-hmm. out there, and he's been looking for somebody to get him the football. And I, if you can win in New York, man, what? That would be the spot. That would be the definite spot for you. Or go across the, 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 the river and go and play for the Giants because I don't know if they're going to keep Danny Ooh, Dimes. Oh, that's interesting too. I don't know if they would keep Danny Dimes. That's interesting. But the biggest thing you need to look at, if you were to go to the Jets, look who you're going to be going up against. You're going to be going up against. I think he uh, should go to a team in that division. I think he right, should go to the Dolphins. Right. Dolphins. So there's dude. there's opportunities there. You're going to go up against Josh Dolphins. Allen. They still You still don't know who they are or <laughs> what they're going to be. If you don't go to the <laughs> Jets – you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, who is going to be their quarterback? What are they going to do? That might be an easy win. And if you go to the Miami Dolphins, you it, it might be too soon to no. make that happen. No. But you sit there and you look at the weapons that they have. That's, that's why you And do the it. opportunity. That defense is good, too. Ain't no guarantee Tua's going to make it through a season. Exactly. And you play with a third-string quarterback this year. If you're going to move on from Tua, this is my, this might be the only time for you to do it and transition yeah. in a in a kind of easy way. Not not And obviously, not, it's no easy transition from quarterback to quarterback. But you, you could – have an upgrade potentially if Aaron Rodgers plays like the old Aaron Rodgers and then you upgrade with those weapons and you'll be playing in a Shanahan system which is what Matt LaFleur uh, implemented there in Green Bay it's kind of a Shanahan-esque system so he'd have some familiarity with the concepts and you tell Tua take a gap year 
Yep. Go, go, go get up. your mind right. Yep. You can come back because oh, we that. still don't know how long he's going to play. I love that. But here's a, here's a little fly in the ointment right there. Mm. They heard, they saw Tom Brady in Florida yesterday in Miami looking at schools for the kids. Yeah, he wants to be on the East Coast because his kids, he wants to be closer to his kids. You already in and Tampa, bro. Good for him. Well, that's why people are saying he doesn't want to go to the West Coast. Right. He doesn't right. want to go to the Raiders, doesn't want to go to the He still wants San some of that Fran. ownership. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to one of those teams because he wants to be on the East Coast closer to his kids. And God bless him. Good for, good for Tom. Oh, I mean, no doubt about it. I'm glad Tom still no doubt about knows it. What, what matters and what's important. So that means if he's going to be in the East Coast, yeah, then you're talking about Miami. You're talking about yeah. other teams on the East Coast for Tom Brady. And Tom Brady doesn't actually know what Tom Brady's going to do. Uh, yeah, we heard that, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Don't be he, asking me. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he, Tom Brady doesn't know what he's going to do. Right. He's already said, basically, if I knew what I was going to effing do, I would have already effing done it. Yeah. It's what he told the media. He so. also said, y'all already made the team I want to go to give up one first rounder because y'all talked about what I was going to do. Uh, <laughs> now the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick this year. That's true. they got to give up futures. That's a good point. If the Dolphins want to make a move, it's got to be futures. Yeah, they lost a the first-round pick because of all the collusion. Uh, well, it was. it was. And, and I'll say right. Tom Brady kind of walked through the raindrops on that thing. Yeah. He, was, he, he was probably orchestrating. Yeah, oh, he was the one. Yeah. Hey, Sean Payne, too. Sean hey. Payne's talking about getting $25 million a year as a coach. Yeah. That was uh, the, the NBAification of the NFL right there. They, was, they really were. They were plotting and scheming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if not, for, if not for that text that went to Bill, from Bill Belichick, all right, to Brian yep. Flores, to the wrong Brian, mm. congratulating him for getting a job. Who mm. they said, Belichick, Belichick's like, oh, I'm, I'm old man. I don't know how to use technology. Uh, but turns it's the out, book face. It's yes, the book face. Turns out that was the text that caused the lawsuit, the discrimination lawsuit. All right, or at least it was one of the, it was the basis of the discrimination lawsuit for Brian Flores, which blew up Tom Brady's uh, collusion and Tom Brady's plan to team up with Sean Payton and become the Jackie Moon of the Miami Dolphins. Jackie Moon, I love that. And then get his revenge on Bill Belichick. So, you can say what you want about Bill Belichick, but uh, hey man, he's an OG. Slide like a fox. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't know what happened. Bill Belichick still acts like he's ignorant to what happened. What what do you mean? I sent the text to Brian. What are you talking about? Oh, Brian Dable, Dable, Flores? I'm not sure what Brian is. Bill also knows how to get out awkward questions by mumbling. Exactly. Hey, uh, Bill, why'd you call that Defense. Well, it's a defense. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Answer the question. You, you want to make sure you, you got it. You won't be able to check testifying against you if you have a crime yeah. committed because he's just gonna mumble his way through it. Sound like Sling Blade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, if he is uh, Adam Sheps reporting, if if he is traded, um, they'll explore the idea of trading him to the AFC. And Peter King reporting that if Aaron Rodgers is traded, uh, the Jets are willing to give up at least two first-round picks to get him. Interesting. At least two first-round picks. Interesting. Um, which, you know what, he like he likes playing hard to get, and maybe they'll get tired of chasing him. You know, I, mean, I always say that if, if a woman asks for advice for me, like how I get a man, just say, just play hard to get. Men like to chase stuff. Yeah. They do. They like to chase. We always do. And playing hard to get, it's, it's oldie but a goodie. And it works. And Or Aaron Rodgers, he just likes to play hard to get. Every offseason, you're going to get this now. 
if you're the Green Bay Packers. And, it, and it's tired. It every offseason. He's, he's trying to keep up with what, what uh, Brett Favre did back in the day. And the problem <laughs> is, yeah, well, he had a great mentor. He, he had he a great did. mentor. Brett Favre did, he did like two or three offseasons in exactly. a row. Exactly. Boom, boom, boom. When am I going to retire? Maybe I retire. Or you know what? I'm retired. Nope, I'm not retired. So here, here's my question for the Aaron Rodgers situation. And this is something that we go through every single year, as you stated. When is someone going to call his bluff? That's the other part of it. If you, it's like, look, man, we're moving on from you. Just like he said, if they want to move on and it just so happens to be it's day, uh, uh, love's time to be the quarterback, so be it. We just got to talk about How about you just put your foot down and say, all right, beat it. That's it. I'm done playing this game. It's like you always try to you, – you always use the analogy rod of a relationship. How many times is the woman going to keep looking at you and going, yo, man, either you're in or you're out. You can't keep coming back here and talking about and then complaining about the stuff that's going on yeah. because you ain't been here and now all of a sudden you upset about it. Complain the whole damn time exactly. you're in a relationship you, yeah. and then then wants to get out of a relationship by the time. But then yeah. all of a sudden keep running back. Yeah, I agree. Because you're talking about, oh, my wide receivers, they still don't know what they're supposed to be doing. They're not running the right route. You have not worked out with them the entire offseason. Tom Brady lost his family. You don't even have a family, bro. <laughs> and you're not spending time with your teammates. Oh, he disowned his family. Facts. That's true. I, I will say, though, That's he made true. the playoffs. He did. And, man, hey, man, winning, winning fixes a lot of problems. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I do. That's a good point about if that. If he didn't make the playoffs this year, everyone would be like, Aaron Rodgers is the worst. You see what he did to the Green Bay Packers. He ruined that. He makes playoffs again. Well, I mean, he lost the last game, remember? Yeah, they he lost. lost. They didn't Detroit make Lions. it. That's right. They, 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 they didn't, didn't make it. They, they didn't yeah. make but they were, right they were right there. Right. Right. They were right yeah. there. The Detroit Lions have, yeah. it's kind of, apparently screwed them, right? Was yeah. it the Lions? It was the Lions' fault. What you got for the people coming up on hard? I'm going to talk a little bit of baseball. I know we're getting close to it. We got basketball still going on. I want to talk about this little Hall of Fame situation and give a couple shout outs to some Texas Longhorns that, heck, we didn't even know they had all these players still left on the team that made the <laughs> preseason all Big 12 team. All right, we'll get into that. Talk some hardball with hardball right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Nine the Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folk, but in front of y'all, I'm going to speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to the midweek movie theme. Uh, edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers, and you can follow the man behind the glass that's always trying to trick us on this day. But uh, my man at it's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. And you guys have been rolling today, and it's been a good look. And we've been having a lot of fun thinking about some of these options for these quarterbacks. And I'm I'm gonna change gears real quick uh, to talk a little bit about baseball. Baseball is right around the corner. I know we're still in the middle of basketball, but college baseball starts next month. Uh, right around this time, there will be a bunch of tournaments that'll be going on. The University of Texas will be participating in the Globe Life uh, College Baseball Classic at, in Arlington. There's a there's going to be some quality baseball that is going to be going on there. Teams that will be represented will be three teams from the Big 12, 
Oklahoma State, University of Texas, and TCU. Uh, three SEC teams that will be there will be Arkansas, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. And if you know anything about the SEC baseball, obviously around here we know a lot about the Big 12, but if you know anything about SEC baseball, these are Missouri's got some work to do, but Arkansas and Vanderbilt are two of the best teams in the SEC. The tournament starts on Friday, the 17th. First games will be Missouri versus Oklahoma State, Vanderbilt versus TCU, and the night game is always a good one, Arkansas versus Texas. Whether it's football, basketball, or baseball, they don't like each other, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be working those games for Flow Baseball, nice. so I get a chance to have all the calls on the University of Texas baseball games, so it's going to be real exciting for me to be able to call those games. And today, it was announced by the Big 12 Conference that two players on the University of Texas baseball team were named to the preseason All-Big 12 team. Mm. Uh, one of them was left-handed pitcher Lucas Gordon, who was an all Big 12 second team performer as a, a, a sophomore last year, going 7 2 with a 3.05 ERA, struck out 77 batters in 85 and a half innings when he moved into the weekend rotation. That was yeah. a huge part of it. But this one is kind of interesting to me is Tanner Witt. Tanner Witt is coming off of Tommy John surgery where he's going to have an opportunity to come back. Uh, I I'm strongly believe that Texas is going to slowly work him in to the process. I got a chance. I ran into him at the Texas Tech basketball game. Okay. He said he's starting to feel good, um, and he, he feels like he's progressing on the right way. But he I didn't try to get, get too much information. I didn't want to bug him. I know a lot of people are going to be bugging him, and we'll have our time <laughs> with him uh, during the press conference before the season starts. So it, it'll be something to, to follow throughout the year. But for mm-hmm. him to be named – on the preseason All-Big 12 team, that is something that's really, really good because that means that people believe that once healthy, he's going to be nasty when it starts to come back. Um, Other guys that are on there, uh, Texas Tech catcher Hudson White, uh, K-State infielder Nick Goodwin, uh, Jackson Jackson Nicholas, (laughs) that's a smooth name, for Oklahoma, (laughs) Marcus Brown for Oklahoma State, Rock Riggio, from Oklahoma State, Braden Taylor, unanimous uh, infielder for TCU. He was a unanimous pick. Uh, John Spink, Spink, uh, Spikerman is an outfielder for Oklahoma. Austin Davis from TCU. Elijah Nunez from TCU. And Ty Coleman from Texas Tech are some of the names to be paying attention to this year as well. Um, utility player will be Nolan McClain from Oklahoma State. Relief pitcher Luke Savage from TCU. Garrett Wright from TCU is a relief pitcher as well. I mentioned Tanner Witt and uh, Lucas Gordon. Uh, Mason Molina from Texas Tech is another guy. And Jaron Watts-Brown from Oklahoma State rounds Mm -hmm. out the Big 12 preseason, all Big 12 team. Nice. So it's going to be a lot of baseball that's going to be played here in the next couple, starting next month. I just mentioned the Globe Life Classic. We also have... The, the Carbach Round Rock Classic that will be going on here in Round Rock at the Dell Diamond. That will feature number one, LSU. It will also feature Big 12 uh, participant, K-State. Mm-hmm. Iowa will be there representing the Big 10. Nice. And Sam Houston will be there 
as well. And then we also will be at the Frisco Classic. So baseball will be going on here real quick, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and I just can't wait for all of it to happen. Obviously, Mm -hmm. if you're not going to watch me on Flow Baseball, you can definitely listen to the Longhorns right here with Craig Way. And I believe Keith Moreland will be with him on the trip to Arlington, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But a lot of the story that's been going on right now is yesterday's um, announcement of the Hall of Fame inductions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who will be going into the Baseball Hall of Fame? And actually, we were watching it. Uh, during the show, and after we were getting ready to leave, I said, do you believe they only put one guy into the Hall of Fame again? I couldn't believe that. Again? For the second year in a row, they're going with Fred McGriff is going in and Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland, third baseman, Gold Glover. I actually played against Scott Rowland, and we're going to have a former teammate of Scott Rowland, who's a friend of mine. I've known him for a very long time. Hmm. He's going to try to come on with us tomorrow to talk about what he believes the reason why Scott Rowland got in there. He's a World Series champion with the St. Louis Cardinals as well. But the one thing that I continue to have a hard time with is the criteria. Hmm. And no one really knows what the criteria is anymore. Nope. Um, because although, kudos, tip of the cap to Scott Rowland, there's a lot of people that don't believe Scott Rowland was a a, a, a Hall of Famer. Mm. There's so many questions. He's borderline. Okay. Because you got to start looking at some of these numbers and looking at what it takes to be at a certain level to get into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a problem with the way voting has been transpiring because I told you this when it first happened. Mariano Rivera is the only person in Major League Baseball history to get voted in unanimously. Mm. How is Ken Griffey Jr. not unanimous? That's crazy. How, wow. how, how is Chipper Jones, why was he not unanimous? There's so many players in the game that you can just look at them and you say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this, this person is all day, no automatic. As soon as you watch them play – and continue to watch him play, you're like, man, this dude did everything, Mm -hmm. everything. And so here's a name that I want everybody to kind of pay attention to because they're talking about Carlos Beltran right now and trying to figure out if he is Hall of Fame worthy. Todd Helton, he was just outside of being voted into the Hall of Fame yesterday. But the most homers in gold glove seasons, Willie Mays had 435. Ken Griffey Jr. had 382. Mike Schmidt, 369. Andrew Jones, 345. Hmm. Okay. Willie Mays was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Ken Griffey Jr. was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mike Schmidt was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Andrew Jones is whiffed in his sixth time trying to get into the Hall of Fame. That is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and if you – Andrew Jones was on your TV every single week because he played for the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. And every time you watch the game, you're like, this dude is unbelievable. Making plays in center field. We, he changed the game, and they always trying to give us these stats and analytical numbers and saying war runs versus replacement. Mm-hmm. He saved, He's a gold glover. He is a gold glover. Why is it taking so long? And then there's some guys like Gary Sheffield. People think that he's connected to PEDs. Why is Gary Sheffield not in the in the Hall of Fame? 
He was an unbelievable player. And if you go back and you look at his value to each team that he was ever on, that tells you everything that you need to know. And this is something that has bothered me for a long time, and we've talked about this numerous times. When When you hold a grudge in a position of power, it bothers me. Because you are the one that, oh, I told you, I had a manager that told me, Mike, I have the power of the pen. That means I can write anything in this report and people will either love you or they will hate you. And that is the most frustrating thing to me is because if you came and watched me, you could see that guys could play. Yep. And the people around you could play. So when we're sitting here and trying to figure out why these players aren't getting into the Hall of Fame, it's all about a grudge a lot of times. It's yeah. all about a grudge. And it's frustrating because – we had this conversation this morning. You think Justin Verlander, who was on the team with the Houston Astros at that time, knowing you call me it today, I was buzzing, buzzing <laughs> for my answers. Now you look at it, or you think that he's not going to get in first ballot? You don't think he's deserving? Or do you think somebody's going to have a grudge against him because he was part of the Houston Astros team mm. when they were making their run? Oh yeah. Same thing with Jose Altuve. What what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. And you start to really dissect all these players and what they were able to do. I still believe Billy Wagner should have been in the Hall of Fame. Didn't make it yesterday, even though he was real nice and very cordial about the answers. But you know a lot of these guys are pissed off. Mm-hmm. And I salute, I salute Scott Rowland for being able to get in there with 76% of the vote. But there's guys now, if you didn't get 5% of the vote, you're done. You don't even get on the ballot anymore. You're not even going to be in the conversation. Mm, got no so shot. You got no shot of, unless you're going to deal with the veterans committee like they do sometimes with football where they wait yeah, and they got to go right. in there and plead your case mm-hmm. and have somebody come in and defend you oh, yeah. like John McClain and my man Goose Gosselin <laughs> have to present your story for you to get you in. It's just so crazy when you watch the game and you see the talent that's out there and you already know that's a Hall of Fame player. That's one of the best players that I've, I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. But yet he's still being held out of the sacred hall. And there's a lot of people that don't look at the Hall of Fame the same. There's a lot of people that say you should let the players vote for a lot of these guys, the old head players, mm-hmm. not the new guys because, you know, they, they hold grudges too. There's a lot of them still holding grudges. But I just I, I salute Fred McGriff. I salute Scott Rowland. But when you put apples to apples, they don't they don't add up. It becomes oranges. Yeah, and I sound like I got right. sour grapes. No, you should. <laughs> you played the game. All right, Harge, yeah. What do you think about this? Everyone should have to post their votes, and we get to vote people out. They have to defend why they. Oh no, I don't think the King Griffey Jr. is a first ballot. Cool, you don't get to vote no more. I agree. You're out. Yep. Hey, if you want to play, if you want to be this power, we get the power back. Baseball players, fans, whoever you want, we all get to vote people out of voting process. <laughs> right. And we'll vote somebody else in. Because if y'all going to be old head about it and not care about what anybody – if you don't care about the fans, you should not be allowed to vote on this. This is not about you. It's about right. the sport and baseball for whatever reason. Every time they're like, man, we're trying to make it more interesting. They're like, well, you know, we have a rule that uh, you're not allowed to fraternize with other players and the fans. You're like, well, everybody likes that. It's a rule. You're not allowed to do it. Right. Like, it's one of those and then Joe Torre came out and goes, yeah, I don't like it when players talk before games. It's bad luck. You're like, Joe Torre. 
everyone else likes it. <laughs> exactly. Maybe maybe let that one go. It's not what it used to be. The game has I'm, changed a lot. I'm with man. you, Harge. And I'm I with told you. I told Rod yesterday mm-hmm. when we were leaving. I said, Do you know that some people had the nerve to post their ballot and say I didn't vote for anybody? Yeah, this you year? told me about that. That is that is if asinine lose, to vote. me. Lose. That is asinine to me. It was a bid for them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should lose that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So it's uh now we'll talk about it again at six o'clock because I want to devote a segment to it because uh it's and, and unfortunately it feels like Groundhog's Day. Yep. Feel like uh, Groundhog Day. Feel like we talk about this all the time, over year after year, about them essentially in my opinion, uh, disrespecting and discrediting the, the the Baseball Hall of Fame. Right. It is very much so. The Hall of Fame is supposed to be, it is supposed to be essentially a museum devoted to telling the story of the game, origin of yeah. it, and how the game came to be what it is today. You can't tell the story of the game of baseball without some of these people that you have mentioned and they're leaving out. So they're basically deciding to whitewash history of the game. Right. And to me, they're doing a disservice to the the history of the game. This and unbelievable, yeah. And I can't believe that they are they are the ones seen, or at least they 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 see themselves as guardians of the, yeah. the game and the history of it. When it actually that they're, museum, they, they're tainting and distorting the history. Absolutely. Of it. Crazy. Absolutely. That's probably the case throughout history, though. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, Very yeah, true. So, yeah. On all levels. Exactly. <laughs> I will come back off the record on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. D.D. Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain bag comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, we don't have a ton of time here, so I'll be quick. Um, the Super Bowl, of course, uh, Super Bowl halftime show is always a big deal, and so is um, the performers who are to perform the national anthem at the Super Bowl. It has just been announced, and we know Rihanna is doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Yeah, everybody <laughs> looking forward to that. And um, Chris Stapleton has been announced. It will perform the national anthem. Nice um, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm a big Chris Stapleton fan. Yeah. Chris Stapleton's legit. Yeah, man. he got them. He got some pipes. If you ain't on Chris Stapleton yet, you, you get it, you go down that rabbit hole. Um, he's legit. He's a real deal. Uh, Fight this yourself. Was, uh, yeah, no, for <laughs> real. I mean, it, it and it ain't just he ain't typical country. If you don't like country, right. if you don't like country, I don't know what's wrong with your country. It's great, but uh, he's got he's very soulful. You know, he likes to blend genres a lot too. That's what I like about uh, Chris Stapleton. But he's gonna do the national anthem, and uh, Babyface is gonna do America the Beautiful. Come on. Baby Babyface. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, Babyface. Babyface is still performing yeah. like that? Can Babyface still throw down? Oh, uh, you man, come on. You know he still got How old pipes. is Babyface now? You know he still How got those pipes. 64. Are you serious? 64. I, oh, man. I'm a little worried about Babyface. You I ain't heard that? No, you don't think he can go? I ain't heard from Babyface in a minute. It ain't like he got to go out there and dance. <laughs> well, he's go, he can sit on baby, a chair and just sing it. He sang ballads. He was never dancing anyway. Yeah, that's he what I'm was, saying. He's going to be out yeah, there. You he can gonna sing be in your 60s, like no, 80s. No, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying like, you got to belt it out. You know, it still, yeah. still takes, Father Time, you know, <laughs> takes its toll on everybody. That's all I'm saying. I saw Aretha Franklin play. Never lost. See Aretha Franklin play in her 60s and 70s. She was amazing. All right. I'm just yeah. saying, I, 
I haven't. I'm just. I thought Babyface had kind of given it up. You know what I'm saying I ain't know Babyface was still performing or even trying to perform. Mm. I love Babyface, by the way. Whip appeal. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh, Babyface had a ton of jams. Oh, he and he used to write a ton of jams. Babyface is extremely talented. I'm, no a, doubt. I'm a big Babyface fan from back in the day. Already. Um, and he yeah. was on your chick nicks. Uh, back you know Babyface back then. Uh, I wasn't having so many chick nicks. My first chick nick I used to have was uh, actually at Rice Stadium, 50 yard. Yeah, line. yeah, 50 yard line. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, um, Touchdown! Did boom. you fair catch it? No. Yeah. <laughs> Try to ran. take it all the uh, way. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ran with that pill. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there you go. Baby face. Doing a very, I don't even know what that meant, actually. Me so no, like, no, no, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I knew what it meant. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. might know what it means. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Chris Stapleton doing um, National Anthem and Babyface doing America the Beautiful. There you go. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll get into Texas men's basketball. Big win over Oklahoma State. And also a Texas commit who has uh, who's also getting some love as a McDonald's mm-hmm. All American. All of that and more right here on Baldwin Line One Hundred Four Nine The Horn.